What's going on everybody? It's your boy JVD and we're back at it again with another episode of the FPL and Wine Podcast. What's up guys? Jason here. Jason, another weekend of amazing football. Ivan Tony completing his hat trick in style. David Moist and West Ham should take that goal and go to trial. Bournemouth defeating Nottingham 3-2 to complete the comeback. While Anthony and Manchester United gave Arsenal a heart attack. What are your thoughts, buddy? Dude, another great intro <laughs> i had to throw shade to arsenal man julio sid shout out eh <laughs> oh my gosh dude so we actually have two game weeks to cover now um because there was a midweek game game week five um yeah dude lots of a lot of trends emerging now new stuff in fpl all the time kind of the forward bracket is just absolutely blown up which is very different from previous years where you didn't have that much options up there um, but Kane, Tony, Mitro, Jesus, um, Holland, obviously. Isaac. Yeah, Isaac now coming into the league. Um, I think the mids, premium mids, haven't really uh, turned up as much. Salah, uh, De Bruyne, they're kind of a little bit lagging behind the, the forwards. I mean, Holland has 67 points. It's ridiculous. Um, and then even the defenders not really producing that much, um, especially the premiums. Trent Robber, who normally are always at the top within the top three. I think Liverpool defense is something we definitely have to talk about and just their team in general. Um, yeah, man, lots to discuss, lots to discuss. So let's just go into how you did game week five. Um, I think we both did pretty good this one. Yeah, no, we both got, well, I got 80, you got 79, so we're pretty close. And then you beat me actually in game week six with 58 and then I got 55. So I think we also both made transfers as well. What did you do? So I brought in... Um, in between game week five and six, I rolled transfer game week five and then game week six. I did um, Cancelo to Walker and Rodrigo out for uh, Luis Diaz. So two moves. Um, I'm okay with both of them. I, I'm definitely scared of not owning Tran- um, Cancelo, um, but I'm hoping Luis Diaz can produce the goods in the next couple games. They've got some decent fixtures, Wolves, Chelsea. Um, and then I, I think Cancelo has just not been going up as much as usual so i think walker can kind of at least we'll get the city cleans from that uh move well what about you yeah and for myself i transferred out raya for sanchez in game week five i rolled the other transfer so i had two for game week six and not really sure what to do with rodrigo uh i took out rodrigo for ward prowse from southampton and then also i dropped cucarella to delo so have a little bit of cash in the bank so exciting times and yeah let's get it started man lots to talk about and we'll go from there yeah, for sure, for sure. Okay, let's get into uh, our, our talking point, game week recap. Um, you want to start with game week five or six or just talking point? Just talking points is fine, yeah. Sure, sure. So let's let's go with uh, United's form. Uh, kicking off with a uh, win against Arsenal today morning. Again, shout-outs to uh, our Arsenal fans um, listening. Uh, but then they also had good win against Leicester in, uh, a couple days ago. Rashford on absolute fire. Um, uh, like, which, which assets are you considering? Because I mean, the the whole uh, like outlook on the team has to be flipped around now um, from completely disregarding them in fantasy. So, what what do you see there? Like, what which assets are you looking at? Yeah, so I already have Diego uh, Dolo in my team. He's uh, up there in terms of ICT, which is influence, uh, creativity, and threat. So he's up there along with Trent, Neko Williams, Cancelo, James. So I think he's a great pick at four point five million. 
I also think Rashford provides a lot of good value at 6.5 million. He's cheaper than both Sancho and Anthony. So I think two great picks that you can look and say, you know what, I'll, I'll have them in my team and I think they'll take along as well. United also, their defense is a lot more stronger now. So you can see that although David De Gea might not like to make mistakes sometimes, I think Delo is a good pick and he's pretty much nailed, right? I don't think Juan Basaka is anywhere near what Ten Hag wants. Yeah, no, I'm pretty much with you on that. Um, do you think there's any case to be made for like doubling up on United's attack with like Sancho and Rashford or Anthony and Rashford? Um, or doubling up on the defense potentially with uh, both fullbacks maybe or Martinez? I think uh, the value there's there's other assets that you can you can bring. Uh, the double up might be too risky and it might be too soon. Just because let's see what the rotation is like with Europa League as well, and then we can make the call after that. But I think right now maybe one or two assets, wh- whether it's one in defense. Yeah, ra- like Rashford and a defender. Or... But no, they're showing a great form at the moment. Uh, have no problem scoring goals, but also keeping two clean sheets in their last I think three games. So it, it looks good. Um, but let's not get all too excited. Let's uh, remain humble and and see where the season takes us, right? Next up, um, you want to talk about Liverpool, their defense, not really doing too much in terms of fantasy returns. I mean, dude, Trent getting pulled at 58 minutes is like like really like worrying, I think, right? Um, what's your thoughts on that? Um, he had that one game where he scored a goal, got an assist, 17-pointer. Uh, that was against Bournemouth in a 9-0. Um, other than that, not really produced too much over the course of the season. Same with Robertson. Um, lots of early subs. And um, yeah, I mean, generally, like with these guys, you're expecting 90 minutes. Like they they cost so much, you better be getting your money's worth in terms of minutes. And for both of them, you know, not staying on the pitch past 60 for a defender is like, that's tough. Like, why are you getting them at that point, right? So, uh, yeah, what do you think? There's certainly a lot of question marks around Mohamed Salah and his form right now, but I think you have to account that to Liverpool's form as well. At the end of the day, it's a team sport. We're looking at a team that, historically speaking, they have provided us with a lot of points over the last seasons. Um, so this is unfamiliar ground for a lot of FPL managers. Now, when you look at Salah, I think, for me personally, I would still be scared to, to drop him because... He is, quote-unquote, the, the, the FBL king, although we do have a new one on the horizon. But he has achieved, what, 200 points in each of the last three, four seasons, for example. So, And I know one of these games, he really is going to get a 20-pointer, for example. In his head, he knows that he hasn't scored or assisted, and he knows the people know that as well. So he's going to be hungry to kind of get back on the scoring. I, just a question of when. They also have Champions League coming up too. So could, could Klopp have brought out both uh, sorry, brought out Trent to save him for the midweek fixture? We don't know, right? There's a lot of rotation. Uh, not just Liverpool, but a lot of teams have rotation coming up, whether it's Europa or Champions League. So I think it's definitely something managers should be looking out for. Okay, so on that note, like, would you rather go for someone like Van Dijk over like maybe Robertson or Trent even? Like, just because he, he actually gets to that 60-minute mark regardless, more nailed, and then you actually, you know, you get the clean sheets when they come. Um, or is this more so like a, a case of just wanting to avoid their defense entirely? Like, what do you think? I think if you still have Robertson, I think that's an easy sell in my opinion. But with Trent, uh, I'd be I definitely look both ways before actually transferring him out of your squad. He is capable of those fifteen to twenty per, uh, twenty point returns. So I don't know. Uh, with Trent, I'd look to keep. But for example, a Robertson could go could go down to a trip year and then. I mean that would be that would be more ideal. You can free up some cash. I don't know about 
Van Dyke either as well. He could. I don't see him getting rotated. I think from an uh, X minutes expected minutes perspective, you should be fine. So, but I think the double up is not necessary anymore. Okay. Okay. Let's talk Chelsea a little bit. Let's Ooh, move on from yeah. that. Talk about. Oh, I mean, do you want to talk about Everton at all? The they're not, no, not no, very no, that's good. Okay. <laughs> no, no. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, Chelsea. So they played against West Ham, one two one, but was a pretty unconvincing game from the looks of things. Um, how how do you rate Chelsea? And then they lost to Southampton in the previous game. Like Southampton had a bunch of chances. Um, Chelsea also had a bunch of chances. But what's your read on Chelsea at the moment? As long as Tuchel is there, I'll always rate Chelsea. But they're they're in a. Uh... A form, some kind of form right now where they are getting points, but they're not getting cleans. And that's because Antonio Rudiger is no longer in the team. Christensen's not in the team. Like you, Tuchel doesn't have that depth that he normally had. Now, yes, okay, he has Koulibaly now. He has Fofana. But those are two new players coming in, trying to learn his philosophy, his tactics, etc. So for a guy like Cucurella now, I would say, especially now that Chilwell is showing form, I'd be very worried if I was a Cucurella owner. <clears throat> But with Reese James now, Reese James. Yeah, Reese is the one, man. <laughs> yeah, so I have mixed feelings with Reese James. I so just skipping ahead, I actually already transferred out Reese James. But if you have him, see how it is. Now it's complicated because their run of fixtures is actually very good. If you look, their run of fixtures is good. However, he does get attacking returns, but he doesn't get clean sheets. And I think the big part of last season was he was getting both. But now I feel like he's only gonna get one of those two. So. I'm not sure. Um, for that price, I'd rather get a guy like Trippier or maybe even a Brighton defender or even a United defender because I know those guys could get cleans and get attacking returns. I'm not so sure about that with James, right? Yeah, yeah. Looking at the fixtures until game week 17, 18, they don't... It's it's actually, sorry, against game week 12, I guess, is when their fixtures turn. Uh, until then, they play only Liverpool as a really tough opposition. So, I mean, I think I'm with you on that assessment. Like, he can get attacking returns against pretty much all these teams, including Liverpool. Reese James can, uh, and that means to me, pretty safe to hold. Yeah, uh, their their next fixtures against Fulham, and Mitrovic already scored against Spurs, so why can't he score against a, ch- a leaky Chelsea defense, right? Yep, that's true. So, but I am I am definitely a little bit scared not having Reese anymore. Um, and I know maybe you feel I don't know if you feel the same way with not having Cancelo, but these are players that. It's definitely scaring going without them because you know they can return. But I feel I'm not as scared because I don't think Chelsea are capable of getting as many cleans as they were last season. So in terms of attacking assets, uh, I don't really know where to go. I mean, I would say Sterling's the only one that's kind of obviously attracting our attention. and But that's about it. And he's too expensive at the moment, right? And then you have Aubameyang, right? Aubameyang, I don't think is really... He's not even in my thoughts, man. The forward bracket is so filled up at the moment that I don't think like... Would you be going from Jesus to Aubameyang? Personally, I wouldn't. Um, just having, I just overall like in t- on a team level, I think Arsenal are just so much more settled than Chelsea. That it's it if you're making that kind of comparison, their their price points are kind of similar. I would definitely lean towards the Arsenal player. Make sure to monitor Ben Chilwell. Uh, instant impact off the bench, I believe Saturday. So um, we'll 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 look at that and see. I think he's capable of a lot of returns as well. So just keep an eye out on that because if if he's gonna get good minutes uh, in the Premier League, then I'd look at him instead of Reese James. Okay, good shout. Uh, let's go on to Newcastle. So their results were um, losing to shoot. Sorry, man. 
Okay, moving on to Newcastle. Uh, they had two fixtures as well, same as everyone else. Lost to Liverpool 2-1 and drew to Palace 0-0. What did you see in those two games and what do you think about them as a team? I think Trippier is the best pick in that team and then Isaac is second. Um, a team that has a good manager in Eddie Howe, a, a guy that likes to attack. Looked like they created a ton of chances today against uh, Palace, actually. They did. Isaac missed their breakaway. The run of fixtures is very good. It's just a question of who do you want and who are you willing to sacrifice for these players? Because it's often, oh, are we looking to sacrifice Trent or James or Cancelo for a trip year? Are we looking to sacrifice a Tony or a Jesus or a Mitrovic for a guy like Isaac? Like These are the questions. These are the decisions that we have to make. So my answer to the second question is I think it's a no at the moment just because Jesus, Tony... Uh, very, very nailed. Uh, this is for me personally, looking at my team. I wouldn't be transferring either of those two guys out for Isaac, especially when uh, Wilson, you know, he's not fit at the moment, but could be back at any time. I just don't think it's worth the risk there to go off people who are so, so well nailed for minutes and uh, into someone who's just brand new to the team. And there's there's good competition there. Like Wilson's constantly injured, but to be fair, his when he does play, you know, we know what he does. And Mitrovic is the same way. He's got so many minutes under his belt. He's the talisman of that team. Uh, and that's kind of what I would lean towards more than someone just joining a new team. And then just briefly on Crystal Palace, I think Zaha is still a great pick. If you have him, hold him. Um, I know that the, the, the short-term fixtures aren't the best, but I think in two or three weeks, the fixtures turn, right? And they have a good, good run of fixtures. So I wouldn't be too worried about him. A fantastic pick, a, a guy that's on penalties as well. So... Nope, nope, no issues there. Would you buy him? Like, are you looking to, to get him now? I don't think so, right? I still think he's a great pick. No, 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 I agree. I just think after that uh, Marcus Rashford performance now, uh, I'm still, I'm kind of second guessing it. But Z you have to remember, Zaha doesn't have any Europe European responsibilities. They're, the Crystal Palace is solely in the Premier League and we're playing fantasy Premier League. We're not, it's not UEFA, it's not Europa, it's fantasy. So it's like, Always look at the guys you know are going to play 90 minutes day in, day out. But like looking at Zaha and Rashford, like Rashford could play Europa too. That might affect his minutes in the Premier League and then you're stuck there. But he's the cheaper pick, so there you go. I, I think I would probably go Rashford then instead, just given all that. I wouldn't have said that a couple weeks ago, which is... Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um, what about Spurs? Do you have any, any thoughts on those guys? Over Listen, man, Kane's been ticking quietly. Well, not quietly. I just think everyone's attention's on Haaland, and as expected, because the guy can get hat tricks. Well, Kane just scores singles, one to two goals max. But Kane's ticking, man. And if Salah, if you're having doubts about Salah, Kane or KDB are great options there. I'm with it, I'm with it. Um, that would be a good spot to go into wild card. Yes. Uh, territory yes. With. Yes. And 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 on that note, let's just go into wild card talk because I know you and I have already played our wild cards, but. For those that are looking to play at this week or next week, what what's your advice? What are your thoughts surrounding that? So, I mean, the thing is, a lot of people were kind of looking to drop Liverpool assets around this time uh, because they have their wild card. They can kind of restructure the team a little bit. I, I just, like, dude, Wolves, Chelsea is not bad fixtures at all. After that is tough, right? But over the next two, I definitely wouldn't be quick to drop guys like Salah, uh, and Diaz and uh, but then even after that I think Liverpool are a team that do have the ability to rise to the occasion when they have games against teams like Arsenal and City and that just makes me a little bit nervous to be dropping someone like Salah 
But that being said, like getting more Man City attackers, honestly, I can't imagine how that could be a bad thing. So guys like um, your Foden, KDB, uh, great options if you're looking to drop either Salah or Diaz. Although again, right, it's just, it's very, it's scary, dude. Salah is just a monster in FPL. He And this is kind of like, like I said, they rise to the occasion and he is definitely one of those guys that just brings his levels up, scores a banger in a game you don't expect it to. It's like an 11-pointer. You're just like, goddamn, again? Not again. So, I don't know. Dropping him is uh, definitely, definitely risky in my opinion. The yeah. defense is where I think you can make up that money. Like, if you're looking to wildcard, dropping Trent, I don't think, or Robertson or both, like, not not a problem in my opinion. Having said that, yeah, when you when a, when you look at the wildcard template, I think there's what six to seven core guys that a lot of people wouldn't go without, and that's let's say let's name them. That's one is Trent, Cancelo, Salah, Martinelli, Jesus, and Holland. Holland. So that's six guys already, which means you have another five in your starting eleven as uh, differentials, and then plus another four on your bench, right? And the bench guys are just you know budget enablers right so there's the ground to be uh made up is, is is in those five differential guys now those that could be a rashford it could be a Trippier, it could be what about like bernardo bernardo you bernardo too no i was i was looking at him too but and he's a great pick it's just the expected minutes right like for example i'd rather own like a rashford instead of a bernardo because i feel like rashford's minutes in the prem are better than bernardo's but they're both great picks, right? Or even Zaha, you know, like I said, he's only a little bit more expensive than both, but he doesn't play any games. He 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 plays a game on the weekend and then he rests. So he's on penalties too, which the other two aren't. So Yeah, that's fair. That's Definitely a really like that one. Yeah, yeah. No, those are all good arguments. Um yeah, I mean, over the next couple of weeks I'm I might drop one of my Liverpool attackers or one of my Liverpool players, whether it's Luis or Trent. Uh Salah is just I can't can't be looking at dropping him. Um, okay, so what about what about your forward line? Like, what would your forward line be um, on a wild card then? Good question. I mean, still Halan, he- Jesus, and then one of the like Tony Mitro kind of bracket, Isaac maybe. There's an argument to be made uh, with dropping um, Jesus. I-, I think he's a great pick. Um, but if I pull up just the the fixtures right now, so he'll play Everton, which is a great fixture. But then he goes it goes Brentford away, Spurs at home, Liverpool at home. So those are three. In that time. Yeah, in that time, Mitrovic and Isaac have very good fixtures. So the they're it's like it all depends on what you want to do. Do you want to attack those weeks or do you want to like it depends on the manager as well. The type of manager you are. Do you want to attack those games or just play it safe? The the safe call is to have Jesus because you know either way you're gonna get points. But if he blanks and those other strikers score, that's those are gains, right? Yes, exactly. So sure, that's a good way to put it. Um I mean yeah, it's, it's definitely an interesting time to use your wild card then because you can probably plan for just that really short window between game week 8 to 12-ish. You can obviously use transfers around there and then get yourself to the World Cup uh, break. Um, yeah, so, I mean, again, wild carding around this time has been kind of targeted by some people for a long time. Great time to do it, I think, just looking at it now. And then just the last talking point, Jason, is uh, Brighton. They have four solid attacking assets in that team that are all getting points at the moment and it's like so so who are they trussard mcallister gross and sully march right so what what's your ranking there let's let's just do that okay good question um honestly listen man mcallister has the pens and for some reason brighton have been getting a lot of pens 
recently. So he's on free kicks too. It's it's tough, man. Like I have Pascal Gross, but if I really had to rank them, I think Trossard would be first. At the moment, Trossard, McAllister, Gross, and then Sully Mark. Okay, yeah, I think I'm with it. Um, McAllister, yeah, dude, he scored a banger in open play and then scored a banger of a free kick. Um, the open play one was chalked off, but he's also on pens. I really like that uh, pick overall. He's got really good potential, I think, at 5-6 this year. It's interesting. A lot of a lot of managers don't have Pascal Gross. So, would you recommend them going to someone like McAllister if they have the funds? Because he's not that expensive. Yeah, no, the savings are the savings are worth. The it. thing I is, Brighton, Brighton aren't really an attractive team, right? Like in in, in, in history. Oh yeah, sure, sure. They've always historically to score speaking. Goals. I think they've been good at squeaking by, like one nothings against like. No, not even that. Like managers, like FPL managers in general, like they'd rather go for like the Zaha pick or. Yeah, they're not sexy because like, they, they don't score multiple goals. Like with Zaha, you can, or whatever, Palace, you would see. They like share it. They share the goals and stuff kind of thing. For sure, for sure. But I think this is a this is a big season. They've they've kind of turned a corner in terms of their overall team play. And now that just leads to more attacking returns for these guys. So I'm pretty happy with them. Also, just to give everyone context, this is the fourth year as uh, Graham Parter is coach of Brighton. So it's like they've worked a lot over the years they understand his philosophy it's actually the core of the group is kind of the same like pascal Sully march all these guys have been there dunk webster sanchez these guys have all been there for like three four years now and it's like a real team in the making having said that though i think they lost last week to to fulham but um no a great team and apparently this is the first time in history where they've scored five goals or something so yeah man they look like a great team um yeah that kind of wraps up the talking points let's move on to our differentials anything else that you wanted to mention uh jason before we move on oh yeah ivan tony's uh hat trick today that was huge for my team I, or yesterday i mean huge for my team uh do you have tony i do i do buddy yeah, yeah. did you end up looking at the third goal no i didn't i didn't okay Let buddy watch, you, you, you want me to watch to... It right now yeah, yeah, you you look at that man because it's gonna put a smile on your face um i'll kind of go into the differentials and you can jump in sure um, yeah, so moving on to the game week seven differentials, um, my first pick up would be James Ward-Prowse. Uh, like Jason said, not a sexy pick, but a guy that's returned 150 plus points in his last two seasons. A guy that's probably the best set piece taker in the league, going up against a Brentford side that are leaky. So I'd like to see him. Um, listen, man, if on a dead ball, I'd fancy him to score at every time. Um, he had a chance. Last game week as well, but he got it on target, but just didn't score. So I fancy him. Um, next one up would be Sinistera from Leeds. They play, I believe they play Bournemouth at home. Uh, he's the one that's actually been in form ever since Rodrigo got injured. Obviously, Aronson, Harrison are there as well. Gelhart, I'm not sure if Gelhart or Bamford will start, but I think Sinistera is the one to own. Um, Jason, while you're looking at that stuff, any differentials that did you have in mind or? Um, I like the McAllister pick, like we talked about okay, in the Brighton yes, section. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Other than that, I mean, Embuemo uh, is playing pretty decently as well for uh, for Brentford. I mean, just watching these highlights right now. Right, and then I th- I think the the last pick I throw in there would be Paqueta from West Ham, a guy that's playing in the number t- ten position now. Um, West Ham do play, I believe, trip. Oh, uh, sorry, Newcastle at home, so. Just keep an eye on him. Uh, I think he's at six million in the midfield. So yeah. Yeah, I just watched yeah. the Tony goal. Uh, that just disgusting. Work of art, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. A Meg still has the audacity to dribble, dribble, even though he could have passed it and chips over 
like almost two defenders. That was magic, man. Um, after that <laughs> goal, I don't know if we can sell him too, man. I mean, guy's looking like a beast. Yeah, the, I mean, we picked him up for these in incredible fixtures they have coming up. Or, well, yeah. they had come He was the biggest differential, man. He's the reason why we made up so much ground. And it's crazy how people still don't own him. But I think people don't own him because they're scared to switch that formation. Because a lot of people are still in that two-striker kind of formation, right? But I think at this point, bro, now you have to switch to three-strikers. Because, because... Yeah, whether it's Holland, Jesus... There's too much option. I think the options at strikers... And last year, this was different, right? Last year, the midfielder bracket was... Exactly. Last year, everyone was playing one striker, like just Kane or something like that, right? Right, 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 right. So, uh, moving on to the transfer section, uh, Jason, anything uh, that you're planning on doing this week? I know Champions League is on Tuesday, Wednesday, Europa on Thursday, so still some time. But uh, what are your thoughts there? Yeah, I mean, I'm debating doing Perisic out and getting one of the United defenders we talked about in. That's that's on my mind. Um, but I'm okay with rolling as well. Perisic faces City, but uh, in a game like that, set pieces could be Spurs uh, way in. In a lot of ways, um, so I'm I'm okay with holding him as well. Uh, nothing else in my team really stands out to me as a problem. Like all my Liverpool guys play Wolves, the rest of them have good fixtures. Holland is Holland. Um, yeah, what are you what are you looking at for your team? Yeah, James is gone. Trippier is in. I dude, you're I, crazy, bro. I can't do it with Therese James anymore. He's just not a guy that likes to return from me. But when I don't have him, he returns. So listen, man, I figured out the pattern, but it's just not the pattern that I would like. So <laughs> Trippier is in. Trippier is in. And he's on set pieces. He doesn't have any European competition. He has none of that BS. He's straight Premier League, and that's what we're going to focus on. Um, I have Ward Prowse in my team. I don't know why I brought him in last week, but listen, I did. And I'm going to see how he does. Hopefully he bangs in a free kick here or there. He's a guy that I've always kind of wanted in my team, but I never got him in previous seasons. And I know why I never got him, but now he's in it. So hopefully he returns a PK or something and we go from there. Um, and then lastly, uh, captaincy. Yeah, it's, it's kind of a tough one actually this week because, I mean, Jesus is definitely an option. Holland is pretty much, I, I, I had thoughts of just leaving the captain on him all year. Um, but then Salah plays Wolves. Uh, I think those are the probably... In my team, those are the three that I would look at um, uh, around the league. Uh, would you look at anyone else? Because City plays Spurs, so, I mean, that takes out Kane, Holland, and uh, KDB, right? I don't know if it takes out Holland, man. So far, nobody's really proven that they can kind of mark him. So, uh, listen, you have Romero and Dyer, and Romero's going to try and get in Holland's head and do some weird stuff. But Holland, at the end of the day... I think he's just going to get the shit kicked out of him. Yeah, Holland, at the end of the day, is probably going to score. He's on PKs, too. I would fancy Holland to score one to two goals even in 30 minutes. That's the type of confidence he's giving me. Oh, God, dude. Also, also, Liverpool's playing Wolves. Liverpool not not even in the best form right now. They're going up against a Wolves side that... Generally, they don't concede too many goals. So I, I see that being like a 2-1, 1-0 kind of game anyways. And are we banking Salah to score that one goal? I don't know, man. It's it's really unpredictable. But Haaland is on another level right now. Yeah, that's tough. Right now, it's on Haaland. I'm not overlooking Jesus either. But listen, the three options you said are all guys I'm considering, but no one else outside of that. Right now, it's on Haaland. That's, that's where I'm going. I don't think... I just think he's too much of a beast. Like, it's... He doesn't touch the ball that much, man. He's solely there to score. Like, we haven't seen this before where other strikers are involved in build-up. Like, no, man. He's a poacher straight up. So even 20 minutes, 30 minutes, let's just say he's there. Like, I fancy him to score regardless. 
Guys, keep in mind that there's an international break between game week eight and nine. So it would be good. It would be nice to like have two transfers during the international break. So kind of kind of plan your transfers like that and go from there. But uh, yeah, Jay, any final remarks? Nope. This was great. Let's uh, keep making gains, dude. There you have it, folks. Another episode in the books. I'm your co-host, Johnny. This is Jason. And this is the FPL and Wine Podcast. Signing off. Peace.